0: Hello, this is Matt, Kosei, Mark, Yon, James, James, Mel, Zach, this is David.
1: This is
2: PSG Token.
1: Le seul so podcast sur le PSG en anglais.
0: Hello and welcome to another episode of PSG Talking. My name is Ed and I'm your host. Joining me today we have fellow contributors Ty and James. We called we call an emergency podcast uh, with the draw going down for the Champions League round of 16 and we wanted to get instant reaction to everything that happened, but in particular the marquee matchup, PSG, Barcelona, first time since 2017 I believe it was when, well, let's not even talk about what happened then. Let's just keep it, you know, looking forward But first, let's go around and say hey to everyone. James, how are you doing?
2: I'm doing well. How are you doing, Ed?
0: It's all good. I mean, we were kind of riding a high there, and then with PSG, and then the Neymar injury, which I'm sure we'll talk about, and the Leon match, which we won't talk about on this pod, but it's been a roller coaster of a season, but hanging in there. And Ty, how are you?
1: I'm good, man. Happy holidays, fellas. Good to see everybody. I'm glad to always uh, catch up and talk a little footy. But all, all in all, everything's good, busy, like everybody else. But it's, it's nice to take a break and uh, talk PSG for a little bit.
0: Let's just dive right into it. Uh, Ty, what was your initial reaction when you saw the little ping pong balls in the paper come out and it was PSG Barcelona? What did you think?
1: <laughs> That's a great question. I think, um, so usually I'm, you know, you can ask my girlfriend, I'm like, I'm that guy that like wakes up at like five in the morning to watch the draw and like sit on my couch with my coffee. And um Today, I actually didn't, so I, I didn't know. I didn't get to do the live reaction. I had just seen the Bleacher Report update on my on my phone, but it feels like it's, it's time, you know, and I think it also feels like it was just meant to happen. I didn't feel like PSG was going to get the easy draw. I'm not upset with the draw. I don't think that, um, I don't think it's a bad matchup. I actually think it's a good matchup. I just think, you know, this is, for me, this is a battle of the two teams that perfectly personify um, Jekyll and Hyde. Right? It's like you just don't know. I don't know how to call this. I don't know who's going to show up in February. Um, I don't know what PSG is going to show up. I don't know what Barcelona is going to show up. I think Barcelona is a team that is you know, truly the definition of start the season really slow. And then they come into February and find a way to just get it done. So um, I'm excited. I think it's going to be a good matchup. I think the teams are excited for it. I think they're they're up for it. Um, so we'll see. I think these next couple months, or even weeks, to be to be more specific, are going to be very telling as to, you know, how I feel, you know, so I say I feel indifferent, kind of confident, but indifferent, but I want to reserve the ability to change my opinion if uh, PSG play a couple more performances like they did yesterday.
0: Yeah, we should say that the first leg is going to be on February 16th, and the second leg um, at the Parc des Princes will be on March 10th, so we've got quite a ways to go. A lot can change. But James, what was your initial reaction when you saw the the draw in PSG in Barcelona?
2: Yeah, well uh, you guys actually broke the news for me um in, in the uh, super secret podcast uh, Discord channel. Yeah. And so and I'm I wouldn't really pay much attention to it today and I'm working and I see the little message come across that we drew Barcelona and I was like, Yeah, of course we did. Why would you why would you expect anything different? We win the group again and there you go, getting drawn one of the uh, the hardest out of the out of the other pot. But um, <laughs> I'm not particularly upset about it either, um, because I think that you know in the past you could say that you know PSG might have been you know um, looking up to Barcelona and trying to take down the giant. But uh, in this case, you know, so long as that so long as Neymar is healthy. You know this is this is what Neymar is here for. This is why he's not at Barcelona. Right. And if he wants to forever be out of Messi's shadow, well, guess what? You're gonna have to you're gonna have to knock Messi out of tournament this time. Um, So what's
0: the Ric Flair saying to
2: be the man? You got to beat the man. To be the man, you got to beat the man. And uh, you know Neymar is having a hard time keeping these alligators down. So (laughs) I think that. Uh, you know, I'm optimistic because, you know, when you have a guy that's a competitor um, like Neymar, um, I, I, I don't think that he's going to back down at all. I don't think Mbappe is going to back down, but I think there's a little something extra um, for Neymar out of this match.
1: No, for sure. I, I agree. I think, you know, just to piggyback, I listen, if PSG come in and they're they're at that level. Right, if they're at that level and the PSG that we know they can be, that all of us thrive for them to be, that we wake up in Champions League days, and like, oh, guys, we have the potential to be the best team in Europe or one of the best teams, then yes, this should we should be able to handle Barcelona. That should not be an issue. But again, it comes down to who shows up um, and who doesn't. And you know, the Neymar thing is iffy, right? It, it's I didn't watch the game yesterday, but that looked bad. I know they're saying three weeks, but this is very reminiscent, right, of what we went through last year with Neymar around Dortmund, where, yes, he was back, but you could tell that first leg like, in Dortmund, he wasn't there. Like it, He just he wasn't on his game, and when Neymar's on his game, he tries to force things. And and also, you know, it's going to be big, maybe with Neymar out and more the spotlight being or more the game plan being around and Mbappe, maybe that gives him a chance to find his form because, again, like he's not it. Right now, right? He's not who we need him to be, and that equally can be said for Di Maria. You know, it seems like Di Maria forgot how to play footy for a little bit. I don't know what's going on, and he's also a key cog. So, a lot has to happen, like I said again, in these next couple of weeks. You know, for me to really feel confident, right now, I truly feel fifty-fifty. That is where my head's at.
2: Yeah, and, and we've got two legs too, right? So this is, you know, uh, if if Tuchel's still around, you know, he's going to have to do this twice. He can't. Put together a great one, and then uh, put together a stinker uh, the second time. And we also need to make sure that we stay off the off the injury list. We can't have uh, Verratti and Neymar and you know Di Maria and all these other guys that are hurt. Where we don't have any kind of subs, and we got to play guys who we already know that are a little subpar and that haven't that that aren't informed too. So um, I think I'm right there with you, Ty.
1: Yeah, I don't know if you, um, and I, obviously we Ed hasn't given a chance to to give his prediction yet. But um, I don't know if you guys saw the ESPN first, uh, not first take, but FC today with uh, the Gab and Jules, and um, I kind of agree. I think Gab had a chance, and he was like, "Listen, you know, between me and you, and and Jules agreed." It's like I think Tuchel likes likes the draw. I think he likes the draw. Um, the way they play their back line. Their, the way they play under, you know, Coman, um, I think it benefits PSG, you know, unlike, for example, a team like Man U, which it's it's weird, right? It's Sports is all about matchups at the end of the day, right? Just It's football, right? Uh, James and basketball, um, you know, sports that we're all familiar with. And I think Man U, it's like weird. They're just a bad matchup for PSG. And it's a team that they should beat, but they playing on the counter, sitting back and pace on the edge. Barcelona doesn't play like that. They don't, right? They're they're more of the middle of the field. They play more in the front foot or at least try. I don't think they can sustain just parking the bus and just letting PSG, you know, come at them. Um, So we'll see, man. We'll see.
0: Yeah, so I found out I woke up to this draw and I was pleasantly surprised. I don't know if you guys saw my tweets, but I had the, you know, the famous, we want Bama if you're a college football fan, change it to Barca. And like, I wanted them. Like, I don't want to run scared of this team. They're they're not anyone to be afraid about. And, and so I, I wanted them. I wanted Neymar to go up and just finally just knock them out and and just stand up and finally just beat Messi. And so everyone just silence all of the haters. So, like, whether it's now, whether it's in a final, I wanted Barcelona, and I got them. So I was very happy with this. And I think that there's a few things working in PSG's favor this time. So, first of all, I think no fans. You know, having to go to the, the Camp Nou and... I don't think there'll be any fans and if there are it'd be very little. So that all that pressure that we saw in twenty seventeen where the fans got behind Barcelona and we just lost six one and we could never overturn that tide of emotion, you know, that Barcelona was playing with. We won't have that anymore. And so I think that's working in PSG's favor. Um, the second leg being in, in Paris, I think you'll know what you need and and hopefully they can go out and do that. So I think that works. And also we were talking a little bit about on how De Maria and some of the other players. I think the holiday break. You know, this isn't the Premier League where they make those guys play Boxing Day all throughout the the month of December. PSG will get a little bit of a break. I always feel like they come back with a little bit better health and better spirits. And I think the next year will will be better for PSG and they'll be a lot more rested. So. I I'm, I'm I'm optimistic about this but I want to ask you guys do you think right now PSG is favored or do you think this is a 50-50 toss up game or a tie I guess we'll go with tie what do you think
1: um I personally think this is 50-50 just because I I don't think that we've been on our game I think it's just like you watch the games against man U, like you watch the group stage i get it right like we're used to doing this right things kind of starting slow and then we topping the group but like it feels like we just like limped through the group stage like <laughs> like you know it just wasn't pretty football and listen at the end of the day one of my best friends he's a, a big liverpool fan right and, and the year that liverpool was in our group they basically limped through the group stage and one thing he would always say is listen at the end of the day all you have to do is qualify that's yeah. all you have to do, right? That's all that matters. And it's, it's true, right? Because the teams that play in the group stage when group stage ends in December and the teams that play in January or February and March are two different. It's a lot of time for things to change, for formations to change. Who knows if either coach is going to be there, right? Who knows if is going to be there? Who knows if Koman uh, is going to be there because things aren't going well for him either. I think the bookies have PSG as slight f- favorites, um, but in my head, like I said, right now I'm, I'm going to go with 50-50. Um, but I, I know as this gets closer, we will you know, kind of regroup as a team and we'll talk about it. Um, and that definitely could change. It could swing heavily one way. It could swing heavily the other way. Um, Barcelona's also not playing well. I think, what are they, like, seventh or, or eighth in La Liga?
0: They're basically... Yeah, yeah.
1: And I think a lot of it also is going to be determined on... Like injuries, like like you said, right? Who gets healthy? Um, they have a lot of injuries as well. Antufadi is is out. Uh, you know, Dembélé is out. I think PK is hurt. Like, are these individuals going to make it back? Like, PK is a big one. You know, is are they going to have to rely on Longley or umtiti or or somebody else? Because they're already a little bit older at the back. You know, is. The pace of dembele gonna be there you know is he liable to get injured if he comes back before he even before the match even is there i don't even know if ansufadi is a is a realistic return i mean didn't he didn't he tear his like cruciate or, or acl or something
0: i believe so yeah it's a long-term injury for him I we'll yeah
1: able. so um yeah the next couple months you know developing a game plan um getting healthy is going to be what did i preach in the chat right all through the group stage as we were kind of starting to like panic i was like listen live to fight another day okay. Take a 1-0 win, get healthy. And as Varadi came back, you saw them start to play better. And listen, the game against Lyon, I, I think I'm upset, right? You never want to see your team play like that. But at the end of the day, like I think I'm not as hard on Tuchel and some other people on the team as, as, I, I, as others have been, excuse me. Because I think, listen, I think it's just a weird year. PSG played very late into the season um they went to the final they had like a two-week break like that's got to be tough to come back and, and compete and then uh like kind of compressed schedule and all that kind of stuff so you're right the holiday break letting things kind of get back to normal giving them time to decompress and then just work on things strictly in the league and not have to worry about um the cl for a couple weeks or even like two months you know i think it's going to do them well
0: yeah, the last game of the year will be on December twenty third against Strasbourg, and then they don't return until January sixth against St. NCN. So nice little break there. And I did look up Ensufatsi. He was uh injured, looks like a knee injury, and, you know, he'll be out for four months according to the Barcelona website, and that was in November. So highly tight
1: role. Yeah. A lot of these injuries will be will be cutting it close and, and Neymar, you know, you throw his name in there as well, I think. Um you know, they say three weeks, but coming back from a bad sprain like that, I mean I doubt yeah. he's going to be 100%. They're even saying like, I think who who was, I think it was Jules on a podcast last week was saying, even to this day, he doesn't feel like Mbappe is back to 100% after that that ankle injury, right? Like he still feels like he doesn't have that that extra gear in his ankle or he doesn't make cuts like that. So we'll see, man. It's, you know, how fast can Neymar, you know, bounce back in ankles that seem to be brittle and seem to be a continuous problem for him.
0: Yeah, when he does come back, say if it's mid-January, the good thing, I mean, he, Neymar will have a few games. You know, you've know, you got Angers and Ligon, you got a couple other games. you got a, a game against Marseille um, on the road. So he'll have some tough games to kind of get his fitness up. So if he is able to come back, hopefully we can get him up to speed for the first tie um, on February 16th. But James, what do you think? How, how are you looking at this matchup? Do you think PSG is favored or is it a, a toss-up in your eyes?
2: Uh, in my eyes, I think it's closer to a toss up. Um, I was kind of just poking around the odds right now. Um, of course, um, I'm only pulling up odds for the upcoming match, um, which Barcelona is, uh, favored, but of course, you know, they're, they're at home. So I I expect that. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like, I feel like the odds should be, uh, in PSG's favor. I'm just, I don't know. A little reserved on it, um, only because I don't trust them over the holiday break. You know, the last break they had, we had the whole Ibiza situation. So I don't know who's going to be able to go and who's not going to be able to go. Yeah. Um. So
0: if they get the vaccine, they're they're likely to just you know go crazy and go. Who knows what kind of yeah right exactly.
2: From. So you know who. I don't know. I, I still don't I don't necessarily trust them all yet um, over breaks, but I still think it's a little bit of a toss up.
0: Yeah, it's a toss up. And Ty, I think you said that the the bookies are putting PSG as slight favorites. I don't know if you guys saw that um, was a 538. They didn't even have PSG as one of the favorites to win the entire tournament, which I'm fine with. You know, we'll, we'll fly under the radar. We'll, you know win the whole thing and no one expects us to that's fine with me um i do I want mean, to they talk- don't deserve to be yeah
1: i do i want mean to let's talk- be honest right <laughs> <What> <laughs> they don't deserve again? to be i said let's be honest right like after the group stage like they mm-hmm, don't look for safe, real right so yeah like i'm okay with being objective right like it's it's okay now things can change right and and those like odds go a lot by just like schedule like man city always gets an easy draw like or a relatively easy draw so based on what i saw in the group stage if i had to be a betting man i wouldn't say that psg are in the top three or four to win the champions league this year either you know but but again that can change like a lot can change just because the schedule is so crazy and this break can be a massive massive help to them
0: yeah as long as they you know don't party too hard but uh <laughs> um, i do want to ask you guys you know, the holes in this squad are obvious. Um, in January, we know restrictions in terms of finances and maybe there's some loan deals that need to be had, you know, um, Lee and um, at Tottenham potentially on loan. But what additions does this team need to have? And if you have a name, go ahead and throw it out there. But if you want to just mention which positions that Leonardo should be looking at, um, Ty, if you could have one signing, what would it be for you? Oh,
1: um,
0: typically in mind.
1: Yeah. I don't, so I don't know if I have, like, I guess I kind of have like some people in mind. I don't know if I love them, but I can tell you like where I think we need to strengthen. I think, um, I think the midfield is like still an issue for me. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think to this day, I think, um, just watching the games recently, like I think Marquinhos, I, I know some people don't like seeing him in the midfield, but like sometimes watching other people play in the midfield, just like, kind of gives some weight to Tuchel's decisions, you know what I mean? And, and I, that's not going to be a popular response with a lot of fans, and I get that. But, like, Danilo is, is a great, but is he a PSG caliber player? I mean, I don't know. I, I don't love what I see from him. I think he's not a great passer. I, I don't know if he's super fast. Like, he can't really help advance the ball paredes like ended the season last year really well um but he's kind of like reverted a little bit um i don't know if he's playing great so varadi is the only person that i truly have faith in I, I like rafinha as well as of late um i think he should be starting um but and then variety like he misses games he can't stay healthy he he parties, he smokes cigarettes, he gets yellow cards because he just decides he wants to yell at the ref and he's do, liable or due for, you know, a straight yellow just for walking on the pitch. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, I think some of the people that are interesting, I think the Delhi Alley thing is interesting. I don't know if he's a world beater, um, but listen, it's, it's a loan, right? And I think, you know, he was a key cog in Pochettino, um, you know, in his system, you know, in, uh, in Tottenham or Tottenham. And... The other one that's interesting, I think, is is Erickson. I think, you know, he is a little bit older. Maybe he doesn't have as much runway in terms of his legs for the long term. But, you know, he's also, you know, someone who is a true playmaker. Like, he's a true playmaker, right? Yeah. These aren't individuals who are going to play, you know, in the back or play a deep-lying role. They're going to play on the front foot. Um, he can cross the ball. He can take free kicks. He can, you know, provide service. I think one of the things also is you know, bringing in someone that can change how we play to make Icardi more effective, right? If if we spent 50 million, but he's playing in a system where he's not getting service and we're playing strictly through Neymar and through Mbappe, then if that's the case, then yeah, just ship Icardi off and get, and, and get somebody else and gets, you know, some of our money back. But if we can change or, you know, add pieces to change our play style slightly, right, to also provide someone that can provide service into the box. Also, like, our left backs and right backs. Florenzi's a change of pace, but we don't really provide a lot of great balls. If you like really look at our games, Florenzi is due for a good ball, you know, here and there um, throughout the games, but Bakker, he's not a great, you know, doesn't deliver a great ball into the box. Pembele doesn't either. Obviously he's younger. So for me, it's, um, I think midfield, getting another truly top-tier midfielder to play alongside Verratti is key, and I think Ericsson could be that person. I think he changes the way PSG play um, a lot, actually. That would be really interesting.
0: Our crosses into the box are just so sad. Like, I don't know if he <laughs> so, Like, if I was Tuuk, I would, like, if you cross the ball into the box, you're going to be sitting next to me. Stop it. We never score that way. Do something different. It's just not going to work. We don't have the players for it. Um, it would be nice to have Accardi. But he's on, he's on a Hesse trajectory right now. It's a little bit concerning. But um, that's a topic for another podcast. James, is there a position or a player you have in mind that this team needs to add in order to really have the edge against Barcelona?
2: Yeah, I don't have a player in mind, but I do have a position. And uh, Ty kind of touched on it, but he, he went uh, a little bit of a different angle than I would have. Um, so he mentioned about Marquinhos um, playing in the midfield. I am one of those fans that... Uh, don't want him in the midfield only because I know he doesn't want to be there and I just wanted to be happy. Um, but he's also, I mean, he's one of our better midfielders and he's also, um, the, probably the best central back that we have. Mm -hmm. So the problem is to me that if you have to keep taking him off of your back line to put him in the midfield, then clearly the midfield is the problem. So, I, I mean, I think we've, I think we, we've got to get more depth, more consistency, um, less yellow cards. Um, I don't, I don't know what you say to Variety to, you know, get him to. I mean, what was he on? He was on. He was in the match for what seven minutes and picked up a yellow card.
0: He yellow. Oh. He, he's almost guaranteed to get suspended at some point.
1: Bro, he breathes and gets a yellow card. Like it's <laughs> it, it's ridiculous. And I think we went different ways, but we came back to the same point, mm-hmm. right? I think Tuchel has to play Marquinhos in the midfield because he doesn't have other options that he trusts. And I don't blame him. Like I just there aren't, and we play better sometimes when Marquis mm-hmm. is in the middle. And I get it; he should be in the back line. That's where we want him. But we just our midfield like lacks world world class talent outside of Varadi. And until we can beef up the midfield and get that talent, he will continuously have to rely on Marquinhos to at least flex or dabble in that position or, you know, do whatever he does. Um, but yeah, I think the midfield continues continues to be the problem.
2: Yeah, and that, that pretty much sums it up for me. I mean, it's, it, as long as we have to, as long as Tuchel feels like he has to keep putting Marquinhos down in the midfield, then we have a midfield problem.
0: Well, we're all on the same page. I'll throw mine out there real quick. There was a guy who was in the Champions League, but he's not any longer. He actually tweeted, see you soon, dot, 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 at Champions League. And that would be Eduardo Camavinga at Ren. Um, could Leonardo work out some sort of Mbappe deal where it's a loan with an obligation to pay X amount of dollars once all this coronavirus goes away and the finances get shored up a little bit? You know, you had the media pro contract in in France where clubs aren't getting all that money they thought they were going to get. Maybe Ren are desperate to to pass him on. And if PSG step up, he would be a player and he would be eligible to play as far as I understand. So, and he would help tremendously in the midfield going forward and then maybe have Varadi and Marquinhos in the midfield just kind of shore things up on defense. Um, I think that's a player that I I would be looking at. It might be a little bit of a pipe dream, but, you know, if you want to be Barcelona, a player like that could do it for you. So um, wanted to keep this podcast a little bit short, but I wanted—I don't know—are you guys ready to give your prediction for this, or is it still too early?
1: Um, uh, I wanna—I wanna address what you just said real quick. That's yeah. definitely a pipe dream. I just—I just want you to know. <laughs> no. I don't wanna—I don't wanna uh, bust your bubble, but yeah. I, I definitely don't see them letting him go, especially in a season where PSG is struggling at the top and the gap is so close between them and, and other teams. Um, I just don't see them, yeah. you know, letting him go. And the money that they would ask for, I don't even know if PSG has has that right now. I mean, I, listen, I could be wrong. I've seen crazier things in, in the world of football and, and transfer markets, but I definitely don't see them in, in January or see a way that PSG can get him in January. I feel like that's very... uh that's a reach
0: just a short-term loan just let us borrow nah. just a little bit <laughs> we'll see. I mean do you guys see you mentioned the title race do you see that really impacting PSU's preparation for Barcelona because they're not going to be able to take any of these league on games off really all of them are going to matter unless the other
1: teams Lille and
2: um, yeah I, I do think that's playing. a problem
1: yeah um, could it be a benefit Oh, that's a good point. When's the When's the last time we played in the Champions League and we actually had to like compete in the league that we weren't like 10 to 14 points ahead and games actually mattered and teams didn't see us as overwhelming favorites and they were coming at us like I'm interested to see like you know how this plays out because we things have been always such a breeze in the past and people have always commented on us it, like oh the league is too easy that's why they they struggle in the champions league it's hard to you know you can't just breeze through the league and turn it on you know on wednesdays and tuesdays so I'm, I'm interested to see you know what this does and things being tight and the team being like no we have to go out and compete and play at a high level to not only fend off the other people in the league but you know not embarrass ourselves um you know in france and then come into tuesday and wednesday and, and hopefully maybe it's it's like um what's the saying um or uh, rock sharpening steel or something like that. Um,
0: yeah, steel sharpened steel or something like yeah, that. You know iron sharpens iron.
1: Iron, hey, there we yeah. go.
0: So we'll see, man. We had our medals yeah. mixed up. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah exactly. but I think that, to your point, the February 7th matchup against um, Marseille on the road, that's going to be huge preparation for them.
2: Well, I hope you're right. Um, I, I do I do agree there's something to be said about, you know, having to always be kind of in form for all of your matches. Um, but I, especially in recent light of Neymar's injury, it's like oh, the, the more often you gotta, you gotta put him out there, the more often he's getting chopped down. And if you're trying, if you have to be trying that hard to chase a, uh, uh, league cup, I worry that, uh, more things like this happen. I mean, obviously there's more opportunity, but I think it's, it may be more inten It might be more intentional more often because teams feel like they have something to play for.
1: Yeah. I also don't think you can't sit him, though, right? Like, I think that no, the thing that we that we did that we dealt with last year. And he complained about it. Right. He made a big stink about it to the media, which he wanted to play. He was ready to play. But PSG were worried. So they held him out for three straight games. And then he came into the game super rusty and he was like, mm-hmm. well, a professional player can sit for three games and then, you know, be sharp or be in form. So, you know, he's going to have to play. I mean, and for him, he's going to have to play because he's only going to have maybe three games to get ready, if that.
0: Yeah, he's not going to have a whole lot of time. But up next for PSG, we've got the match on December 16th against Lorient. And we've got a whole host of games leading up. And, you know, one thing you, you can say about PSG now, if you look back at 2017 and then after that, they lost to Manchester United, is that this team has turned the tide. They they are big they, they show up in big games. Sure, they lost to Bayern Munich, but it was only 1-0 to arguably the best team in the world. You know, they beat Dortmund. They beat the hottest team in Europe last season, Atalanta. So this team shows up when they need to. They needed to get a result. They needed to get a win at Manchester United this year in the group stage, and they did. They needed to beat Leipzig, and they did. This team seems to be showing up when it matters, when the bright lights are on. Maybe we need to play without fans in the stadiums more often. Who knows? <laughs> Whatever the secret is, Tuchel has figured something out. So say what you will about him, but... He does appear to get the team ready to go when it matters. So that gives me some hope for this. So we'll save predictions when we get a little bit closer because, like you said, there's so many more injuries and things that can happen. But I'm glad we got your guys' thoughts. We were able to react to this news. Um, it's an exciting draw. It's definitely the marquee. To hopefully it won't be like on CBS Channel 18 or whatever. It'll be on the main, you know, channel. I think it's the one everyone's going to want to see um just real quick if we won't give predictions i do want to see are there any other ties that you that you all are interested in in checking out what what other ones you have your eye on
2: uh for Uh, me it's liverpool and leipzig oh interesting okay yeah i think um, i think that one might get a little uh that one might be be interesting um there might i don't know i'm picking the upset here so
1: i like it what about you ty yeah, that's a great that's a great pick. Um, it's you know Nagelsmann versus Klopp. It's like the the vet versus the the newcomer. It still blows my mind that Nagelsmann is like 31 or 32 years old. That's like insane. Um, but for me, I um, I think the draw could have been worse. And you know, I'll piggyback that with saying. I'm really interested to see the Chelsea um, atletico Madrid matchup to see kind of what that looks like. I I like Chelsea. I think um, I don't like have any Chelsea jerseys, but I enjoy watching them play. I think they have an interesting roster. Um, So that's going to be interesting. It's like a team that is young and doesn't have the experience, but they play exciting football um, versus the team that knows how to win ugly, you know, and can pack it in. And this team that um, took out Liverpool last year, I think that Chelsea's actually also favored slightly, I believe, um, in that game. So that one's interesting. Um, I'm trying to think. Forgive yeah. me, cause I didn't. I don't have yeah, the. Yeah, uh,
0: I've got, got Atlanta, Real Madrid. I think Atlanta could win that. They're still playing really well. They didn't lose a whole lot of talent off the of last year's squad. I think they could pull an upset there.
1: That's a good matchup too. Papo Gomez, I told you, he wants out. I'll take him.
0: Yeah,
1: he's a little bit older. I'll take him on like a short-term deal, like a one-one-two year. Give him a little bit of money. I think that'd be a. Uh, a great addition coming off the bench, maybe replaces Verratti or or plays alongside Verratti. He's a, he's definitely a a true number 10.
0: Yeah. Leo is definitely going to have to get creative in January. A lot to look forward to. We're going to try to stay updated with these podcasts, but Ty James, I want to thank you guys for joining me quickly. Um, But let's share James. How can people find you on Twitter? If they want to give you a shout out.
2: Uh, It's at Teague 13. That's T E A G U E 13.
0: Wonderful. And Ty, how about yourself?
1: Um, so, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at um, Ty pound sign. That's just spelled out, T-Y-P-O-U-N-D-S-I-G-N. Um, but another sleeper matchup that's going to be really good, too. I'm just looking yeah. at the draw is going to be um, Dortmund versus Sevilla. That's going to be a good one, too.
0: Yeah, Sevilla's not going to know what to do. I mean, they're they're always used to winning the Europa League. Now they're like in the, the championship.
1: <laughs> yeah, but Dortmund two attacking two. sides. It's going to be good.
0: No Holland. I think he's out for the year, right?
1: Wait, what? Oh, he is. What? Yeah, he's injured, I believe. What? You see, uh-huh. I haven't been like tuned in. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah me either. I hadn't this seen that.
1: Crazy. No, I you definitely, guys definitely
2: didn't.
0: Notice, see that. like the the hype machine on Twitter hasn't been in full force for him recently.
1: Oh, no. He's the real deal though.
0: Yeah, he's a He's the real
1: deal. God. I know, I know a lot of us hated on him like uh, a couple months back, but sitting back on it and I think I was having yeah. this this conversation with um with jay i think in a discord chat or or on twitter and i was like listen i mean the, the kid's the real deal and we have we have to have the conversation about it you know he's, he continues to score and you know looking at mbappe it took him almost 12 months to score again in the, in the cl not saying he's better i'm just saying like in, in terms of in form you know he's uh he's performing was performing at a high level if he's if he's not injured hopefully that'd be unfortunate it does he's, uh
2: he's out for the year as in like through the winter 2020
1: yeah 2020 it does what you
0: said i mean it does make what compembe did to him in the return leg last year in the champions league even that much more impressive where he just kind of flung him all over the pitch and just shut him down so we need a performance like that out of Kempembe against barcelona Mm -hmm. if we get that then we're going to cruise so um but we'll see we'll see if you want to reach out to me i'm at psg talk you know where to find me um and that's, that's our little reaction show. Thanks, uh, James and Ty. We'll do this again soon. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Until next time, see you.